Hello, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. It's been a really tough week at work. I don't want to hear it. Well, you're gonna. No. Okay. We decided to cancel TV week. What? So, you know, the the TV guide insert that we put in our Sunday papers. I'm gonna riot. Because it wasn't making us enough money. Oh, so it didn't run Sunday? You wouldn't believe all the old people that called us. So... Why do you? Why did you wait until we were recording our podcast about a um, young adult uh, cat warfare series to tell me this? This was my life last week. I legally can't talk about the problems I'm having at work, so I think it's really unfair that you get to complain (laughs) about yours. Well, I will. We have these people (laughs) calling. They're like, they're like, this is my entire life. They're like, you've ruined my life. They're like, this is how I plan my entire week through the TV book. You've ruined me. I'm not to yuck someone's yum, but aren't they the generation that's like, oh, these kids just obsessed with our technology. Like, they don't count TV as technology. It is, though. It was around when they were. It is technology, though. No, it is. I know. I was like, hey. I understand that something's like, really cool and like maybe a new show's premiering you have that like one show that you like need to watch live because you need to know what's happening but i do find it a little sad that anyone would let that like dictate their week yeah no uh hey maybe it's because i haven't watched like tv in five years on purpose but right i'm like hey call your grandson and have him set you up his netflix yeah like or, like, ask, your, ask, like, your grandson to see if, like, he can finally set up, like, your DVR or your TiVo or whatever it is. Or, like, see... Or, like, show you the internet where it tells you where all the TV shows are. Yeah. I'm sure someone at the library could help you with that. I, here's my aside... Get a hobby. Yeah. Here's my aside for the week. Um, I got my library card today. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I had a library. I love the library. I know, I do, too. I was just there yesterday. I got my library card before from this place, but I had moved away then and then came back and they were like, uh, they like tried to look me up. They're like, yeah, it's been so long. You're not in the system anymore. I'm like, great. And I've already put three books on hold. I'm ready. Ah, oh, sweet. But, uh, no, that's, um, yeah, they should do it. Like my dad does it. He just records his, uh, like different shows. And then like whenever he, he just like watches them all at once. <laughs> uh, the old people won though. Oh, did they bring it back? Kind of. We're putting it in every day now. So instead of like a big, like a big, uh, like 24 page, like tab sheet in the paper, it's just like less than half a page every day. So does that- But it's only the prime time. Does that save money? Yeah, because we're not doing like a whole nother production. Oh. I don't don't understand enough about it, but it makes sense, I guess. So it's just like, it's just like, it's like another ad in the paper kind of. Aha. Like another half page. And okay. uh, some people have called and said they like it better. So, but then of course we also accidentally forgot to put a puzzle in. So they called and they're like, what are you doing to us? Our puzzles. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because like you said, get a hobby. Some of them, the, the puzzle is their hobby. Oh, I know. Like if we took out the crossword, I think there'd be rioting in the streets. I would understand that. Crosswords are very fun. I'm not smart enough to ever do them. But you can get a crossword book. Okay, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's better because I have easy crosswords. 
No, because they don't want the easy. They want the hard topical one that uses like stuff only if you watch TV in the 1950s. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. So yeah, old people won the revolt. Is good all for that them. Was needed. Good for them, but so, maybe like I'm happy for them. Find something more gratifying than a TV schedule to dictate your life. I remember heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. I wish I hadn't yelled. What is that? <laughs> That's like... That was such a rough intro. Yeah. I hope people still like our podcast. I do. Me too. So that's all that matters. Well, Firestar is super, super tired. Because, <gasps> you know, he just had his nine lives ceremony. And then things went and, wonky. Well, I mean, if you think about it, um, poor Firestar, you know, he had, he woke up and dealt with the dogs. And he had all that fiasco, and he got up pretty beat up pretty badly. He got a whole new name. For, he had such a hard day. He has a whole new, new name. name. Yeah, he's a whole new person now. So Cinder Pelt says that they should go and see if Raven and Barley are home because he needs to rest. Yeah, she's like, we can't make it back home. We gotta just get you somewhere soft and happy and warm. Yeah. So uh, they find Barley leaving the barn, and Firestar greets him and asks if. He knows Cinderpelt, and he nods and said, yeah, it's good to see you, Fireheart. Firestar. Cinderpelt <laughs> corrects him. Oh, okay, I'm glad it was Cinderpelt who corrected him, because, yeah. Yeah. Well, Barley says congratulations, but then says he's sorry, because that must mean Blue Star is dead. And uh, he can see there's a story to tell, so he invites them in, because Ravenpaw will want to hear it. Oh, man, Ravenpaw. If they, if they like, drink tea, I feel like he'd be offering them some tea. Like, he's very much like a, a yeah. Hagrid character. Like, come, come to my little, odd little shack and we'll talk. I might have asked this question before, and we might have covered it way back when. But, um, Barley's, like, his own man. He's never really had any loyalty to any clans, right? Not to any clans, no. The way you said that, okay. We're going to learn a little bit more about Barley's past in this book, I'll tell you that. Um, okay. But no, I wouldn't say it was loyalty, but we do learn a little bit more of Barley's backstory. And he actually plays a pretty big part in this book. Okay. In oh. his own way. Cool. That covers, like, all the questions I was about to ask. So I was about to be like, yeah. man, is he, does he, because he seems to know Blue Star, and I'm kind of like, was, were they friend if you okay sorry audience if you hear a cat crying in the background that's my cousin's cat who doesn't understand why i've shut him out of my room um because he can't read the sign that i put up that says recording please do not knock um he doesn't understand because he likes to go into my room and hide under my bed it's really rough he doesn't understand why the door is shut and why i would do this to him but sorry yeah but no um everybody just kind of knows barley because he's lived at the barn for a while Right. And so, you know, they all, like, pass through his territory, kind of, to... Right, to, to go places. Yeah, places. Yeah. So he's kind of just on the outskirts of the clans, you know? He, like, knows them and is friendly with them, but isn't part of them. But he understands how it works. Yeah. So he's, he's kind of just, like, a, just a sovereign state. A little, little island on his own. Yeah, well, now Ravenpaw's with him. Right. I was about to say, poor little Ravenpaw. I, I don't know... 
I know things were rough when he was like part of Thunder Clan, but I'm sure he's not going to be like jazzed to hear that uh, Blue Star died. Yeah, no. Ravenpaw joins them and listens to the story, so they tell her. Wait, Ravenpaw's a girl? No. Oh. I I was wrong. I was thinking of Blue Star. Whoa. They tell him her story. So they tell him the whole story. And um, he says he'll never forget her. Barley rumbles comfortingly to him, and Ravenpaw looks to him gratefully. They're just such good friends. Ravenpaw says that StarClan made a good choice with Firestar, and asks if he'd like to hunt. Cinderpelt says that would be great, and asks Firestar if she should catch him something. Despite his exhaustion, he shakes his head. A fine clan leader he would be if he couldn't even catch his own mouse. <laughs> so they eat as much as they can manage and settle down to tell Ravenpaw and Barley a bit more about uh, the dog pack. Just the whole situation. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't, like, see them. They're quite far away. Oh, I suppose. They're uh, up past Wind Clan territory. I don't have the map memorized, but I'll just imagine they're on, like, the opposite side of where it was all going down. It, actually, pretty much exactly. Because, like, River side. Clan's on one side of Thunder Clan, and then Wind Clan's on the other side? Yes. No, wait. I, I want to look at the map. Uh, Hang on. Uh, wait, let me link it to you. Oh, if I Google it, will I get a spoiler? Yeah. Do you have the one with the colors? Yeah. It's, like, green. What's wrong? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <gasps> okay, so, <sighs> sorry, I got an ad. <laughs> um, oh! They see where Thunder Clan is. Okay. You see where the gorge is, which is where all the dogs fell down, which is between River Clan and Wind Clan. Well, the gorge, it's labeled as the falls here, kind of where that happened. Okay, I see. You can see where High Stones is, and Barley's Farm is right up, right behind okay. Wind Clan. And it's literally just like a neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but they're cats, so everything seems a bit bigger. Maybe this is spoils, but is Carry On Place like a dump? No, yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll see that a lot in Yellowfang's secret. Oh, I imagine because we'll actually spend time there. Say secret. So Ravenpaw always knew Tigerstar was bloodthirsty, but even he didn't think he would try to destroy a whole clan like that. Well, he's had some vicious. Yeah, he's had some things encouraging his evilness. Well, Firestar just says thanks Star Clan he didn't succeed. But he came close and he doesn't want to go through anything like that ever again. <laughs> I don't want to ever go through anything like that again. Ugh. Oh. Bro. <laughs> and then you look at all the other books. Oh. This is series one. Series what? <laughs> Barley says Firestar will have to stop Tiger Claw now before he does anything else. Firestar just kind of nods. Is that my job? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I mean, I mean, I guess, but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. He tells them he doesn't know how he'll do anything without Blue Star, and everything just seems kind of dark and overwhelming. Dude, you were running like the camp pretty much on your own for the past six moons. Yeah. Well, Cinderpelt looks to him sympathetically and tells him to remember the whole clan is behind him. And no one will forget Blue Star and him save them from the pack. Yeah, Firestar's even like, Darkstripe. Actually, we should deal well, with Darkstripe. <laughs> we should probably deal with Darkstripe. Firestar says, maybe they expect too much of him? Nonsense. Their That's expectations could not be lower. <laughs> they know he'll be a great leader and they'll all stand by him until the last breath. 
Which might come soon with him being leader. Yeah, but Ravenpaw says he will too. He's not a warrior, but if he ever needs his help to just ask. Can I come back? What? <laughs> you know he doesn't want to come back back. I know but, he doesn't. But he does ask if he sh- he could come to camp and pay his last respects to Blue Star at her burial place. And Firestar tells him, of course. Blue Star gave him to write the right to go where he'd like on ThunderClan territory, and there's no reason to change that now. Ravenpaw thanks him, and he tells Firestar that he saved his life once, and he'll never be able to repay him for that. But if trouble with Tigerstar comes, he'll be proud to stand with the warriors on ThunderClan and fight with him to the death. I don't like how this all seems like they're gathering allies. I feel like we're headed towards a war, and I'm not a fan. No, not a fan? No. Well, they arrive back to camp at twilight, and Firestar- The new dawn? What? Breaking dawn? (laughs) What? Twilight? The vampire series? Oh my goodness. I think I- the first thing I said I don't think is actually one of the books, (laughs) because it's Twilight- Something. New moon. Uh, blood moon. Um, I live where it happens. I know. You live near it. Uh, there's Breaking Dawn, which is the last one. Yeah. Twilight, uh, New Moon. Eclipse. Yeah, that one. Okay. And you know what, actually? Twilight and Eclipse are both also Warrior Cats books. (laughs) The crossover of the century. We also have Dawn, just dawn nothing's broken (laughs) so they arrive back at camp at twilight (gasps) the time okay none of the books so firestar starts to make his way over to whitestorm when ashpaw runs up on runs up to him excitedly fireheart no firestar you're back (gasps) that's my name well they gather around him and greet him by his new name and he just kind of wanted to give himself up to the joy of it, but he couldn't ignore the awe in their eyes. There's a new distance between himself and his clan. Can't we just, like, be bros? Can't we just be friends? <laughs> I just want to <laughs> be a bro. I want to be a cool mom. Yeah. Fernpaw asks if he really saw Star Clan. And Firestar says yes, but he can't say anything about the ceremony. A lady never reveals her secrets. Fernpaw turns to Dustpelt and tells him that she bets Firestar is going to be a great leader. And Dustpelt tells her that he better be. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a weird thing to say. I think he's going to be good. Like, he's right there. He can hear you. Well, Dustpelt's love for Fernpaw wouldn't let him disagree with her. But he had, <laughs> and he had never been a huge Firestar fan, but gave him a nod of respect. Yeah, and okay, Firestar knew that his loyalty to the warrior code would ensure his support. So, you know, there's that. All right, all right. Graystripe comes to his side and greets him and tells him he looks like a fox that's been dead for a moon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, red for filth. <laughs> oh, wow, you look awful. And he asks if it was tough. Well, Firestar said it was, and he tried to be quiet so only Graystripe could hear. But Cloudtail caught what he'd said. And he tells Firestar that it's only his belief in ancient traditions to make him think he can't be leader without dragging himself all the way to Highstones and back. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I just, like, saw God. (laughs) I saw everybody who's ever lived. I, 
I understand where you're coming from. Well, as far as Cloudtail is concerned, Firestar has already proven himself as the true leader of this clan. Firestar gives him a hard stare. He's grateful for Cloudtail's loyalty and respect, but is frustrated at his lack of Star Clan. And if only he could tell him what he had just experienced. If just to shock him into respecting Star Clan. If I kill him. <laughs> While Lostface shushes him, the ancient traditions still matter. And she licks his ears and tells him that Star Clan watches over them all. Cloudtail returns her lick, and Firestar's annoyance fades. He may be difficult and hot-headed with little respect for the warrior code, but he had brought Lostface from the brink of death and given her a reason to live. Oh god, okay, can we change her name then? Can we? I don't know, she's already been given her warrior name. We'll have to see. Yeah, but it sucks. We can all agree it sucks. The clan disperses, and Firestar goes to Whitestorm to ask how things were while he was away. Some cats have been hunting, he had noticed, and Whitestorm says yes. And Bramblepaw is a skilled hunter. He lost track of how much prey he brought back. Good, says Firestar. But his pleasure in hearing his apprentice doing well is tempered by the uneasiness that he's Tigerstar's son. <sighs> like, why are... This is just... Okay. So we have to we have to reestablish all of the stuff. And I try. I usually skip over much of that. But, like, this happens, like, more than just at the beginning of the book with him. With Well, Tiger Star had been a good hunter, too. And that didn't stop him from being a traitor and a murderer. Your own kid is a good hunter. Okay, I'm really <sighs> annoyed and to, to stop me from fully losing it. What's it time for? It's time for a carp. It's a carp fact. No, it's time for a cat <laughs> fact. Um, and today's cat fact is a little dicey. Um... So, uh, if you're at all upset uh, by things that have to do with murder or death, uh, maybe skip it. I'll put in a timestamp in the description. Oh, it. why are you listening to this series? Yeah, I guess well, it's fictional. This, this this is actual. This is an actual That's factual true. death. Um, but it does all tie back into cats. So I'm gonna tell you guys the story of Snowball. Snowball is a Canadian cat that made history. And you might be wondering, what? What? <laughs> Why are the cat facts getting weirder and weirder? So, Shirley uh, Duguay uh, went missing in 1994. She's a mother of, I believe, five. And she went missing. They found her car abandoned. And they found it, like, with blood splatter all over. Um, they found out that this was her blood. They tested it up against her dad. And it, it matched. It was her blood. 15 miles away from her missing car, they found a plastic bag. And in that plastic bag, there were a pair of nine, size nine men's shoes and a men's leather jacket. And hmm. on the leather jacket, they found uh, Shirley's blood, matched the blood inside the car, and white hair. Through the interview process, through like figuring out just different things, they found out that Shirley had an estranged husband. They had been uh, separated for about 18 months, so they weren't living in the same house. His name was Doug Beamish. And while the police were interviewing him, or the RMCP, because this was in uh, Canada, while they were interviewing him, they saw that he had a white cat named Snowball. So after looking at the white hair, there were 20 white hairs on this jacket, and it was not human it was cat hair Ooh. so they found that the the size the nine size nine shoe were the same uh size as uh doug's feet but he denied like that he denied it, any of it was his well obviously 
So the police wanted to test um, to see if the hair on the jacket matched Snowball the cat. Um, and I'm bringing this back. This was 1994. So DNA testing, for those who aren't in the know, was just kind of becoming a, a proven thing in law and in, uh, the, in forensics. So when they went to try and figure out if this cat hair matched this cat that this man owned, that is the suspect, no one had done it. No one had done this before. So they actually went to a specialist who was a specialist in cat genetics for cancer research, for cat cancer research. And they used him. They, uh, this is my favorite part. I will link the forensic file. Like, uh, uh, I watched an entire uh, documentary to get this fact. Um, I'll link it. But my favorite thing was that they went to go and read the rights to the cat Snowball to confiscate him. And the cat resisted arrest. Apparently it was, the I quote, um, like, from uh, the documentary, the Snowball was not cooperative. So they finally got him. Um, they brought him to a vet. They had his blood taken. And they used the hair. And they basically, using the genetic uh, research... And to prevent it from, like, being wrong, they tested it against 20 other cats to just prove it wasn't just, like, a relative of Mm -hmm. Snowball's. That it was actually Snowball's hair, and it was a match. The blood of Snowball and the hair on the cat were were genetic DNA match. So uh, they proved that the the jacket belonged to Doug and that he uh, had murdered his wife. Um, So... Uh, it's kind of insane, but that was kind of um, one of the first cases that used animal uh, DNA and animal genetics to match a suspect. So Snowball the cat went down in history as being one of the first cats uh, whose DNA was used in evidence. I love that. She did. She did get her, um, her owner arrested and I don't actually remember what happened to her. I'm sure she went to a loving home. I think she, yes, I believe so. She was she was fine when like they drove the blood from her, like she was properly sedated and everything. They were just like, okay, <laughs> now I have to arrest this guy. Snowball the cat. There's your cat fact of the day. Did you know that one? No, I did not. It's a very good one. Yeah. My cat would resist arrest. Yeah, it's it was apparently like the the um when they first went to interview him because they just went to interview him because he was like the estranged husband and was like mm-hmm. you know have you seen her or whatever and apparently Snowball like rubbed up against um the interviewing officer and like that's when he knows like all the white hair in his trousers and that's what gave him the idea to like check and see that this was the cat maybe the white hair belonged. That's excellent. The rule is don't murder, um, but also. Make sure uh-huh. you don't have cat hair no, all let's over just go, let's your just stuff. Go, don't murder. <laughs> yeah, don't murder. Beautiful. But if your cat's needed, make sure you explain to him that he shouldn't resist arrest. Yeah, yeah. Peacefully taken into custody. And he's <laughs> helping the law and his country. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting because I'm sure there, like, weren't laws of, like, the owner saying, no, you can't, like, take my cat. But I imagine they probably got, like, the Warrant. right... um warrants to have him seized yeah now and now i need to go because i didn't fully finish because i basically the only reason i i found it on um i originally found the story on wikipedia but like the genetic parts was really confusing to me so i had to go like watch this i watched this uh forensic file episode because i was kind of confused as to how that all worked it made sense and i will link it in the description so um folks can check it out if they want um just to note if you are 
Um, I believe it's uh, Forensic Files is M14. So if you're under the age of 14, there are some graphic content. And please do not watch it if you're upset by that. Yes. Like actual crime scene photos and etc. All right. Let's get back to our Sorry. other murder cats. Our other murder cats. So Cinder Pelt comes to him and says she's going to her den and to call her if he wants anything. She also asks if he remembers that he needs to appoint a deputy by Moon High. Ooh. Firestar had. Oh, no. He had just had other more urgent duties. Now he could give it some thought. And he's determined not to be late. Like, you know, how Blue Star was with appointing him. He doesn't want to do that. So, Firestar realizes that two cats hadn't come to greet him. Darkstripe, no surprise there. And Sandstorm, which was worrisome. Why is Darkstripe even, like, part of this still? I don't know. But he wonders if he did something to make her angry. And she's a few tail lengths away, watching him with an uncharacteristically... Wait, I just lost my place. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, what? What? She's a few tail lengths away, watching him with an uncharacteristically uh, defiant air. Diffident? Oh. Diffident. Diffident air. Words. Her eyes flicker towards him, then away as he pads over. And he says her name and asks if she's okay. She tells him she's fine, but doesn't meet his gaze and says it's good to have him back. Firestar's pretty certain that something's wrong. He had been looking forward to coming home and curling up in his nest with Sandstorm, sharing tongues and hearing her news. (laughs) But now he has to sleep alone in the leader's den. Firestar understands now. Mouse brain, he purrs, pressing his muzzle to hers. And he tells her that he's still the same cat. Nothing's changed. But Sandstorm insists that everything has changed. He's clan leader now. And she's still the best hunter and most beautiful cat in the clan. She'll always be special to him. Oh. But Sandstorm tells him he's so far away. He's closer to Cinderpelt now than any cat. They both know secrets about Starkland that ordinary warriors don't. Firestar tells her that Cinderpelt is their medicine cat and one of the very best friends that he has. But she's not Sandstorm. And he tells her that it's difficult now. There's so much he has to take over with the clan, and especially after the dogs. (laughs) But in a few days, they'll be able to go out on patrol together, just like they used to. And he feels her relax and some of the uncertainty faded from her eyes. She tells him he needs an evening patrol and asks if she should round up some cats. And he tells her to go sniff around Sunning Rocks and make sure River Clan hasn't tried anything. (laughs) <laughs> Sandstorm grabs Brackenford, Longtail, and Tawny Paw, and they leave. Firestar is headed towards his den when Graystripe comes up to him. He seems kind of embarrassed, and he tells Firestar that he doesn't know if he was thinking of choosing him as deputy, but he wanted to tell him that he doesn't have to. He hasn't been back in the clan long enough, and he won't feel hurt if he picks someone else. If Firestar feels a pang of regret, he would have chosen Graystripe above all others to hunt and fight by his side and give him all the special support a deputy gives a clan leader. So, for some reason, Graystripe's like, listen, man, if you don't choose me, it's cool. And I'm over here like, who was considering Graystripe? Not not me. Hands up. If you were cons- I wasn't. I was not. I would not have. Why? Um, okay. But Firestar would have wanted to choose him, but he also knows that it's too soon since his return. And he has no questions of his loyalty, but the clan needed time. So Firestar touches his nose to Graystripes, and he thanks him. He's glad glad he understands. 
Yeah, pick White Storm. White Storm's the only person to choose. There's movement inside the den. Thornpaw was there. White Storm had told Hi. him to get fresh bedding and fresh kill for Firestar. Firestar thanked yeah. him. You don't want to sleep on something that was on someone who's who's dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he starts to leave, but Firestar calls him back. And he tells him to remind Mousefur to have a word with him tomorrow. What? It's time they start thinking about his warrior ceremony. Uh. It's long overdue. <gasps> and I would just like to say, remember that Cinderpelt and Brackenfur are his littermates. <laughs> this kid deserves it. <laughs> Brackenfur already has his own apprentice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, Thornpaw lights up with excitement and thanks Firestar, dashing off. So Firestar settles into his den. And he's acutely aware of how alone he is. For the first time since joining the clan, there's no warmth of other cats sleeping close by. Yeah, that's kind of a bummerooski. <laughs> yeah. No purrs as his friends shared tongues, no gentle snoring or cat shifting in their dreams. Meanwhile, everybody in the warrior's den is like, oh, thank God, we don't have to have Firestar <laughs> shouting in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was about to say, oh, finally, we don't have this freaking crazy guy just going, pack what? Uh, uh, sweet, sweet, spottedly, finally, oh. <laughs> like, how obnoxious would it be to sleep next to him? <laughs> oh but he feels lonelier than ever. And he needs to stop being such a mouse brain. He has an important decision to make. And his choice in deputy would affect the clan for seasons to come. Yeah, are you going to choose uh, White Storm or White Storm? He wonders if he should sleep and ask Spotted Leaf. <sighs> you he just, uh, you just talk to her, bro! And at once smells her sweet scent. Are you kidding me? No he could just summon came. her? Oh, okay. He hears a whisper in his ear. You gotta do this on your own, idiot. <laughs> oh no, Firestar. This is your decision. Firestar sighs and out loud says, Okay, I'll decide. Thank God he's on his own. It couldn't be Graystar. That much was clear. So we're gonna go through Firestar's uh, thought process. Are you oh, ready oh, to no, delve into No, I'm this? not really ready because I've seen enough of his thought process. You you already have an opinion of who the deputy should be. Yeah, because I'm right. So the new deputy would have to be an have to be experienced, a cat whose loyalty had never been questioned. White Storm, White Storm, maybe White Storm. Sandstorm was brave and intelligent. <sighs> And choosing her would reassure her that Firestar still valued her and wanted her by his side. Okay, 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 okay. She's a solid choice, but not for that reason, but only for the... And that's exactly what Firestar thinks. He says that's not the right reason to choose a deputy. Good. And besides, Sandstorm had never had an apprentice. So you can't be a deputy if you haven't had an apprentice. Oh, I didn't know that was a rule. Yeah, it's a rule. Where's that in the code? It is in the code. Oh. You just don't remember it. Yep. Um, and that's his fault to uh, remind you that it's his fault that she doesn't have one. Yeah, but like he also wasn't leader. He just was like pro bonally choosing. Yeah, but he hopes she never realizes that his previous mistake was the reason she couldn't be deputy now. But was she the right choice anyway? Surely, there was a one cat who towered over all the other possibilities. White Storm. White Storm. 
Oh, God. Okay, please, God, for once, can he be smart? (laughs) For once, can he make the right choice? He's experienced, wise, and brave. When Firestar had been made deputy, Whitestorm had shown no resentment. He had supported him from the beginning. Firestar always went to him for advice. He was old, but still strong and active. And there will still be a few moons left that he, before he would join the elders. I never, okay, I maybe I'm, I, I didn't think Whitestorm was that old. I don't think he's too old. Just I, he means like a good few moons left. Like he's he's got a while left. Okay, I was like kind of like thought, he's got a good like, amount of time. If he's, I don't really know how old Blue Star was, but if he's her nephew, then he's like a a, a bit younger. So I imagine he's like I don't know in his like late thirties, because uh, maybe a little older. Because Blue Star um, would have been like hitting her sixties, right? Um. Well. So I think we've talked about age and warriors before, how it's kind of inconsistent. Yeah, very much so. And I'm completely basing all of my information on feeling. Yeah, and um, and by this time, obviously, like Blue Star's prophecy hadn't come out. Like the prequel hadn't come out. So like there was no nothing to base. Like White Storm wasn't her nephew at this point, really. Oh right, that wasn't like a thing. So I mean, I would say he's probably like a upper middle-aged man where like he can still he can still do stuff but you know maybe his bones are getting a little creaky but he doesn't have the energy of the youngins but he can hold his own so mid 40s yeah yeah i'd say so and uh firestar thinks that blue star would approve but he's gonna wait a little to make the announcement i mean you got you gotta choose pretty swift quick though oh what if like oh if something happens to white storm I'll keel over. There was, we had one of the Twitter comments was like, you know, because we just went over the swift plot death. And she was, they were like, no. And they're like, oh, no, please let Whitestorm be okay. And it was like, I don't want. Because they haven't read it either. Oh. So they're with you. Wait, there's they're people, there's people listening to our podcast who haven't read the books? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm here with you. So uh, Firestar jumps to the high rock and summons the clan. Darkstripe settles in and Brackenfur follows him subtly. Bramblepaw comes out and Firestar kind of wonders if he'll go to Darkstripe. I don't know why he wonders that, but he does. Um, but he settles by his sister. And Mousefur walks past them and snaps at Tawnypaw. And Tawnypaw turns away sharply. Her and Mousefur look to have had a disagreement. Okay, enough drama, enough drama. Uh, pay attention to me. Well, Firestar reflects that Tawnypaw is bright and confident, and he's not surprised if she offended the experienced warriors now and again. <laughs> I like that. The rest that. of the clan, she's good. And Mousefur is also known to be a bit snippy, so I'm sure they, uh, they bump heads. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the clan settles in, and Whitestorm strolls over with no air of anticipation. He stops to have a word with Fernpaw and Ashpaw before taking a seat. Okay, honestly, like, the way Whitestorm is and, like, how he knows Fireheart, he's probably, like, thinking, man, that idiot's gonna choose Greystripe and I'm gonna have to, like, 
calm down everyone privately and everyone who's like older will be like what is he thinking white storm and i'll have to be like no no trust him he blue star chose him as deputy for a reason god he's like prepping for like the mistakes well firestar starts the ritual he says these words before star clan so that the spirits of their ancestors may hear and approve my choice he announces white storm will be the new deputy of thunder <laughs> and blue star from from star clan Woo! Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> that's my nephew for a heartbeat there's silence he's like uh-oh white storm blinks up at firestar a look of pleasure and surprise cute his face. and firestar realizes that's one of the things that he loves about white storm he never assumed he would be chosen can fireheart die so he can be leader oh <laughs> White Star, White Star, White Star, or maybe just like let it, let White Storm get like uh, internal life so that Fireheart retires and then <laughs> leaders don't retire; they just die. And deputies can retire. What is this yeah, mess? Oh my God! Bless the stupid mess. <laughs> well, White Storm gets up and addresses Firestar and the clan. And he tells them he, that he had never expected to be given this honor, probably because Blue Star went through deputies like water. <laughs> he doesn't say that. No, he doesn't. Okay, the, the, <laughs> man, did she go through a few? Your inflection was him like, <laughs> listen, guys, and like he has like a uh, like a uh, you know his cup, and he's like doing his speech. I never thought I'd get this because you know our old boss. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm too much into office culture right now. He swears by Star Clan that he will do all he can to serve them. The clan shouts his name. Firestar had made a popular choice. I really hope nothing happens to White Storm because, like, in the past, a new deputy has been either the kiss of death or the kiss of evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thunder Clan has not had a great record with track record with deputies. Yeah, I mean, it's in only been years. Yeah, it's only been recently that like any deputies in any clan have been safe because <laughs> like tiger star swooped in and like was like i'm 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 leader and i'm deputy yeah it's been it's been rough it's been a minute for a moment he stays on the high rock optimism surging through his paws he had nine lives the best deputy a cat could wish for and a team of warriors ready to face anything it's it's kind of like you know when a president and a a president who looks like who, who person is running for president when they choose like who's going to be their VP. It's yeah. sometimes it like can make or break a campaign, and I feel like he very much just made his campaign. <laughs> yes, he just made his campaign. Not that it was a vote, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, the pack was gone, and soon they'd be able to drive Tiger Star from the forest for good. I mean, okay. Hopefully. How? <laughs> Kind words. <laughs> That's White Storm's specialty. That kind is. words and affirmation. I want White Storm to tell me I'm doing okay and I'm making the right choices. <laughs> That's all we ever want. He's about to leap down, but he catches sight of Dark Stripes staring at him, eyes burning with cold fire. What did you think you were gonna be chosen? No, I know. <laughs> I I know why he's mad. Firestar is reminded of his terrible vision. Four will become two. Lion and tiger will meet in battle, and blood will rule the forest. Firestar doesn't know what it means, but it's laden with doom. 
there would be a battle. And there would be bloodshed. And in Darkstripe's malignant stare, Fireheart seemed to see the first cloud that would eventually unleash the storm of war. Kick him out! <laughs> let, like, just go let him join. Like, I understand keep your enemies close, whatever. But, like, all you're doing is letting him spy on you. <sighs> well, Firestar is walking through tall pines alone. He had left Whitestorm in charge of camp. He'd needed some time alone. He needed to get used to being a leader. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever get used to it. Princess isn't out on her fence. Then there's his old fence, where he grew up as a kitty pet. Curious, he jumps up. Memories of him playing as a kit flood through him. Memories of getting the catnip to help Blue Star when she was ill. And Firestar wonders what they felt when he left. He hopes they didn't worry. Oh, they defo did. (laughs) They had cared for him well, in the way that Two Legs tried to. He would always be grateful. And he would like to tell them how happy he was in the forest. But there was no way he could make them understand. Firestar is about to leave when he sees Smudge talking to a pretty tabby she-cat. Oh, Smudge, his old bro! (laughs) Yeah. He almost goes to say hello, but remembers that he would probably frighten them. He's literally he's a scary a big, mountain strong man. muscle boy. He's just yeah. he's a feral he's a feral cult cat from the woods. His old two legs open their door and call. And the tabby goes to them. She's their new kitty pet. Oh cool, they replaced me. I don't feel any more guilt. He almost feels a pang of envy. Just for a heartbeat. What is wrong with him? She has no need to catch prey, has war- has a warm place to sleep. No risk of dying from the many dangers of the forest, (laughs) the friendship of Smudge and the other kitty pets. But she would never learn the satisfaction of learning to be a warrior, of racing into battle beside her friends, never understand what it meant to live by the warrior code and follow the will of Star Clan. If he could relive his life, he wouldn't change a thing. There's a noise on the fence. Oh. And he turns to see Brambleclaw. Firestar takes a moment to recover his surprise before he asks what his apprentice was doing here. Uh, following you. Exactly. (laughs) He wanted to practice his tracking skills. And apparently he's just really, really good. (laughs) Well, Firestar says they're good enough if he got this far. And he's not sure if he should be angry. Bramblepaw shouldn't have followed him without permission. But it was an impressive feat. Can you blame the kid? He looks up to you, and, feels, and you're like, ugh. He feels a twinge of guilt that Bramblepaw caught him looking over the two-leg fence. I mean, he knows you're a kitty pet, so... He knows he knows he's a kitty pet, so, I mean... Yes. If anything, this is a great opportunity for them to bond a little bit, maybe? Yeah, that'd be so cool. Nope, that doesn't happen, I bet. <laughs> so Bramblepaw's nervousness is replaced by a steady gaze. He's sizing Firestar up. It's a long, intelligent look. And Firestar realizes that there's respect there. Yeah, duh. He could be an outstanding warrior if he could escape his father's dark hair. Oh my god! His dad doesn't have any influence over him. He's met him once. Do you think a person Fire- raised solely by Goldenflower could be anything besides amazing? Right? 
Well, Firestar asks him, Can I trust you? <laughs> what? Bramblepaw. Bramblepaw. Um, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a student. <laughs> and you go into your math teacher's room <laughs> after class. And mm-hmm. uh, your math teacher used to be a cop, but then his partner betrayed him because his, his, his uh, cop partner was part of the mafia. So the math teacher retired and, I don't know, took over the school as a math teacher. And then, and you're, but your dad was the mafia leader, but your mom left him and you're not part of the mafia. And then your math teacher just turns to you and is like, can I trust you? What? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> what a weird, I know that, like, that didn't make any sense as, uh, uh, as being equal to what the actual situation is going on here. But that's the only thing I can think of is what's happening. Yeah. Well, you walk in and your math teacher is looking at geography. <laughs> so he doesn't rush to defend himself. Can I trust you? He asks. Yeah. Indicating towards the two-leg nest. Yeah. 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 I like this kid. Firestar has had <laughs> Firestar's like, no what? intention what? I was of explaining just... himself. I was just fucking... He admires his spirit that he dared to ask. Mm -hmm. And Firestar promises Bramblepaw that he can trust him. And he tells him that he chose to leave his life as a kitty pet. Whatever happens, he'll always put the clan first. And Firestar decides that it's time to be more open to Bramblepaw. Yeah, because you know what, kid? It doesn't matter where you came from. It matters what you do. Learn your own lesson, Fireheart! (laughs) You are literally an example of what you fear of this kid. Everyone, when you first first came to camp, was like, why is Blue Star letting a kitty pet join? And you were like, ah ha ha, watch me. And then you become leader, and now you're looking at this kid being like, dang. This kid's dad, though. (laughs) Well, he tells him that he still comes here now and again. He sees his sister sometimes. And sometimes he wonders how things would have been if he stayed. Yet he always leaves, knowing that his heart lies with ThunderClan. Are they actually going to bond? Bramblepaw nods. He knows what it's like to have loyalties questioned, he tells him. (laughs) And Firestar asks how he gets along with the other apprentices. Bramblepaw says they're okay. He knows some of the warriors don't like him and Tawnypaw because Firestar is their father. Firestar's their dad? Tigerstar is their father. (laughs) And Firestar feels more ashamed of himself. Yeah. They are more alike than he realized, having to prove their loyalties by fighting twice as hard, (laughs) defending themselves twice as much to their enemies Uh, and their clan. That's literally the point I just made. (laughs) Yep, yep. Firestar's getting there slowly. Finally. Well, Firestar asks him if he can cope with that. And Bramblepaw tells him that he knows where his loyalties lie. He'll prove that someday. There's no boasting in his tone, just calm determination. Firehurt's just like, where? And Fires- Where do they lie? No, Firestar believes him. He does. And then he asks about Tawnypaw. <laughs> but your sister. <laughs> well, Bramblepaw hesitates and tells him that she can be difficult, but that's just how she is. She's a loyal cat at heart. My theory. Yeah. I'd love it if she was evil. I know you would. They won't give me that, I know, but... Firestar says he's sure he is, or he's sure she is, but also notices how Bramblepaw wasn't comfortable talking about her to him. Maybe he'll have to keep an eye on her. 
and Firestar is struck by a sudden warmth towards his apprentice. He has to finish patrolling, and he asks Bramblepaw if he'd like to come. Bramblepaw's eyes lit up. Can he? Firestar says, sure, they'll do some training along the way. Bramblepaw follows enthusiastically and pads close to Firestar's shoulder as he led the way through the trees. They're at the edge of the Thunderpath. Firestar is deep in thought. Tigerstar is out there. What could he be planning? Snow starts falling. Ah! A snowflake falls on Bramblepaw's nose. He licks it off. Christmas time's here. What is it, Firestar? He asks. Oh, it's cold. Oh, he don't know. Firestar purrs in amusement. He tells him it's snow. It comes in leaf bear. It goes on like this. If it goes on like this, it'll cover the ground of the trees. Really? Bramblepaw asks. But they are so tiny. And Firestar tells him that there will be a lot of them. The snowflakes are getting larger and falling thicker. Firestar knew Snow would bring more problems, Prey would die or hide, or it would be harder to feed his clan. But he's watching his apprentice now, watching the snow with wide eyes, and Bramblepaw reaches out a paw to dab at one. <laughs> dab. I hate you. <laughs> I just dabbed everyone. Please, dab along at home. I refuse. Aww. I'm not cool enough to dab. In a heartbeat, he's leaping and whirling around with mews of excitement, trying to catch every flake before it hit the ground. That's so cute. Firestar is surprised at the rush of affection he feels as he watches him play like a kid. Yeah, sometimes he is kind of a kid. <laughs> sometimes when you let the hatred out of your heart. He wonders if Tigerstar had chased snowflakes just for the joy of it. Okay, that's, if he had, that's a good thought. When had he lost that joy and begun to care only of power? There was no answer to that question. It's an interesting question, For though. Firestar and Tigerstar, there was no going back. Their paws are firmly on the path Star Clan set out for them. Sooner or later, they must meet to decide who should remain in the forest. This is a lot of, like, soon, soon there will be a battle. Uh, like, a lot of, they're laying well, it on really, thick. Uh, yeah, they're really hyping this uh, confrontation up, aren't uh. they? I'm not ready. Last book of the series, gotta go out in a bang. I suppose, I suppose. I wonder if at this point they knew there was gonna be more. Or is it like a season uh, finale of a TV show and they don't know if they're gonna get renewed? I'm not sure at this point, because actually the entire series was supposed to just be one book. I mean, it was pitched as like a single book. Huh. And then Harper Collins is like, could we do six? So. <laughs> Alright. And now we have like 70 some hey hey listen that's great for our podcast <laughs> it is because with is our record our i mean what the uh, we'll probably i don't know uh, let's just guess Maybe we'll catch up one day yeah let's guess that we finish this series or this series we finished in epi 50 episodes so that means but like 350 episodes probably <laughs> No, it's going to be more because... Oh, right. All of the super editions and etc. Oh, yeah. All the super editions. The mangas, manga. Novellas. And then there's uh, the fact that, honestly, the first couple books we didn't go on as in-depth. Please don't make me go back to those. No, I'm just saying that... <laughs> oh, right. We we've become, many, we've become many... more in-depth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How many episodes did it take for us to finish book five? Yeah, that's true. 
We've exponentially like been making 70. this longer. And not because yeah. we're, like, stalling, but just because we're hopefully improving. Just talking about cats. Yeah. I just want to... Because I want to make Brenna care about every single cat. I do, except for the ones I don't know because, who they are. <laughs> because you guys want her tears, and I'd like to deliver. And I have have given you some tears. Yes. When will you don't be worry. satisfied? I'll deliver more. <laughs> <laughs> so is that kind of where we are? I think I think that is where we are for today, because we're going to get into yeah. some uh, crap next episode. I think you're going to be kind of happy. Yay! Some, something, something kind of, something very bad happens, but oh. something good comes out of it. So, uh, uh, okay, that's always kind of nice, right? I, I don't know, like I don't know how to feel. <laughs> okay, me neither. But we'll feel it together. I am so glad he chose the right uh, cat to be his deputy. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I'm very happy. I know, right? No, it's it's very good. I'm glad White Storm deserves it. He does, and. Honestly, he was pretty much already the deputy. Does White like, Whitestorm has his deputy's ha- deputy? Yeah, Whitestorm had a mate, right? Yeah, Willow Pelt. Okay, uh, that's what I couldn't remember. Yeah, she has a sorrel kit, soot kit, and rain kit in the <sighs> nursery right now. Delightful. He's a new dad. He's he he just got a he got yeah. a he got a, a promotion. Like ah. Oh. Well, and according to the family tree, he is also a fern paw and ash paws dad but i don't really like that i don't think i consider that canon yeah he we're gonna talk i think we've i think i think you've said that before and i've said uh white storm was just like Shh, i'll say i'm the dad because it's like someone outside the clan because he would do that you know yeah you would and willow pelt like knows and is like not bothered by it because <laughs> she's so cool she's the cool girl. i'd like i like white storm to be gray stripes dad i've said that a million times but that's what i like yep because Willow Pelt's his mom. We're going to go into that family next episode oh, a lot. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's all next episode is all going to be about Willow Pelt. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Well, uh I'm Ember Hart and I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?